Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everybody. Glad you could join us today on Weekday Chat, where we, again, we, we meet once a week to talk about where we've been and where we're going. I'm Derek Skinner, and I'm the high school minister here at Plainfield Christian. And I am Riley Weaver. I'm the missions minister here at the church. And uh, we were laughing a lot before this started, <laughs> yeah. so it's going to take us a minute to compose ourselves. If we ever say anything that's the same, it's because I thought of it first, and then... No, I'm just kidding. It's because he took my ideas. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway... Last Sunday, we continued our series on Romans 8. Uh, Steve preached Romans 8, 26, 27, and the title of the sermon was When You Don't Know What to Pray. And I liked it a lot. You know, Steve talked a little bit about the text, and then after a while, invited Luke up on stage, and they answered several questions about prayer. If, uh, you know, whether you, you love prayer or you struggle with prayer, if you didn't catch the sermon on Sunday, I definitely recommend you go and listen to it online because there was a lot of helpful things in there. So today we're going to talk a little bit about prayer, follow up, answer some questions. Yeah, surprise. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Derek, first question. Here we go. Why does God answer some prayers and not others? Um, I think it's that's a legitimate question. I'm sure a lot of people are definitely wondering that. Um, my question, I think, going back to this is how are you sure he didn't answer it? I think that was the first thing when I, when I think about that question, how am I sure that he actually didn't answer your prayer? Um, and then the other one would be, what are some of the expectations you have when you go into praying? Um, what are the expectations you have of God? What are you wanting him to do? So looking at those, let's start with that first one. How do you know he didn't answer? Um, my question would be is, do I allow time within my prayer life um, do, I, do I allow silence? Am I giving an ear to the Holy Spirit? Am I letting him and giving him opportunity to speak to me? Is it a dialogue or a monologue? I think that would be where I'd, I'd land first. Good, yeah. If I'm constantly doing all the talking, well, then how do I ever have this relationship? And maybe you, you've been there, you've had friends of yours who you try to get into conversation with them, and they, hog, they, they suck all that air right out of that room because they're the ones who talk nonstop. Mm. But this should be a conversation, right? Prayer is a conversation. It's relationally driven. Am I giving the Spirit time to speak back? The other part of that, you know, has he, how do I know, did he answer or not, is did he give me an answer? And sometimes it's directly in Scripture. He gives you the answer before you even ask it. Did he give me an answer and I simply didn't like his response? Mm. Think of a kid who I tell them, no, you can't have ice cream. And they, after that, they wait a little while and hope that I forgot of what I said, and then they come back again. Maybe he's already given you an, a no, and you just don't want to hear it, or a yes, and you just don't want to hear it. So does God answer some? I'd, I'd say there's just one part of it. Um, the other part I would say, and, and Riley, you can jump in any time here, was what am I expecting God to do when I pray? Do I treat prayer as a genie-in-a-bottle approach? Am I expecting that God's purpose is truly just to make me happy? Did mm-hmm. I steal your answer? You did, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that's it. Is it a genie in a bottle? Am I going to him and saying, God, I really need you right now to give me whatever that is? And therefore, what we have done, if we go at it that way, um, is we have lessened God. We've made God less. Robbie Zacharias, I put this quote in here. It says, if God answered every prayer, we will have an unending list of requests, and we will end up playing God. Mm. 
and, and it takes it takes the whole aspect of God away. Really, what we need to be saying is, what's my purpose in this? My purpose is to bring God glory. I know you told me that before we got on. <laughs> so anyways. I also want to say, Robbie Zacharias, rest in peace. Oh, man, no awesome kidding. Guy. Yeah. I hate I hate the loss of that one for sure. Um, but look, looking at this and saying again, when I go to prayer, my purpose in my life is to bring God glory. And sometimes that could be through suffering or difficulty or something mm-hmm. I may not like. And I think, look at a good example of this, looking at two here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. and Christ on the cross. Yeah. They prayed during that time, God can, he has the power to deliver us, and they're acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. And he did. But then you also have Jesus who, God, if your will, not mine, your will be done. Mm-hmm. And he's praying and asking, and he didn't, there wasn't another way out. And look at the glory that that brought yeah. God and how many people it brought to him. So I think there's a, there's a couple things there. What do you, what do you think, Riley, going at well, it? Well, I'm going to say ditto <laughs> because I have the same uh, answer to that question. Uh, you know, just to add a little bit more, when we talk about the pur- purpose of prayer, I think God's glory is a big piece of this. You know, this isn't just an opportunity for ask to, for us to ask God about the things that we want. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity to praise him for the things that he's done, yeah. um, to remember him, to acknowledge him. So, you know, sometimes it's like when we read the Bible, sometimes we read it with like, you know, what does this say for me? When really God's the main character of the Bible. Yeah. It's what does this say about God um, and how does that impact my life? I think it's similar in prayer and, you know, a, Prayer is a spiritual discipline. I think that uh, one of the purposes of prayer is to shape our hearts Mm -hmm. just as much as it is anything else. You know, the process of talking to God, uh, taking the time out of our days to do that, um, that does something to us. It's not just about, uh, you know, God, I need this, God, I need this, that kind of thing. And and going off some of that too, I, I go... I don't think so much of when God answers. I always think more of the when God, it seems like, doesn't answer. Um, mm-hmm. So you're in good company there. If that's where you're at, if that's what you're experiencing, and I've been praying, praying, and praying, where are you, God? Trust me, if you, especially if you read through the Psalms, you're in good hands there. I think another <clears throat> important thing to keep in mind, we didn't talk about this one, so you didn't mm. have time to steal this answer. Dang it. I was gonna, uh, <laughs> it was right there. Um, is at, at what point in the process are you coming to God? Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're if you're in trouble, you know, if you've made a mistake and you're coming to God at the very end of the process, I mean, he can intervene, obviously. Yeah, he has the yeah. power to do that. But what would the outcome have been if you would have started by asking God what you were supposed to do? Yeah. Um, you know, that that would have you would have had a greater chance to align yourself with his will yeah. uh, through your prayer life as opposed to just, you know, calling on when, calling on him when you need At the last, he is my, it's the Hail Mary prayer. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it yeah. is. Throwing it out at, at the last. Yeah. I, I think going off that too, um, if you're feeling like God's not answering your prayer, I remember hearing this from a professor, is if you are directly disobeying him, if there's, if it's a direct mm. sin, you know it's wrong, then why would you expect him to move forward and bless that, that it's, it's contrary to his will. So it doesn't make sense then. Um, think of it with a kid, right? If you have teenagers and um, your, your teenage son or daughter comes up to you and asks, can I borrow the car? And I need 20 bucks. I'm going to go to the movies with friends. More than likely you'd say, yes, yeah, you can go. That's a great thing. Maybe not right now with all the COVID stuff, but anyways, <laughs> um, but you'd let them go. 
But let's say you find out when that experience is over that they did take the car, but they didn't go to the movies. They spent it on something else, and they weren't with the people they said they were going to be with. Mm. They directly they broke in that trust. What would the loving action of a parent be then? How would they respond if you came and asked them again? It seems like the loving response would be like, no, this is something obviously right now you cannot handle. Mm. If I'm the loving parent, why would I give that to you? So I, I don't think I can. The last few things I would say outside of that would be, am I asking for something that's contrary to God's plans and his purposes? And um, again, if he's not answering, like I said before, you're in good company. Look at the Psalms. Read through David as mm. he's writing, and he's crying. This is a man who everybody, as you go through the Old Testament, he is the one guy, it seems like, is the hero it's supposed to be in a lot of, a lot of areas. And yet, He's constantly crying out to God, mm-hmm. and God is not directly answering him right. He's not. It's almost like we want God to have his cell phone on him at all times, and when I text you, I need you to get back to me right away, God. Yeah. And that's not what you experience as you read through Daniel's sure. or David's life. So, again, hopefully that's helpful. Um, Absolutely. As we look at it too, Riley, next question here is, what do I do if I struggle to pray consistently throughout the day? Mm-hmm. Let me see what you said. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. You can say that. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like this is a question we get all the time, mm. you know, just struggle to pray. I think, you know, one of the things we got to acknowledge first is prayer is a discipline. Mm. And I do think that prayer is also a spiritual gift. You know, there are some people that are really blessed with just a love of prayer. Yeah, um, It's something that they love to do. They've got the gift of faith. And, you know, they just really believe when they ask God, it's going to happen. That's not all of us. And for a lot of us, that's going to be something that we really have to grow in. So I think that's the first thing we got to talk about. If you're a person that struggles with prayer naturally, I think the best way to overcome that is to create some kind of schedule. Yeah. So, you know, for you exa- that, you Yeah, did you, you say you that? Um, <laughs> so come up with some kind of schedule. You know, do you pray at the same time every day? Mm. Um, you know, one thing a lot of people like to do, you know, they, they pick a v- Bible verse that reminds them to pray for something. And they set an alarm, you know, on their phone at, you know, that time that coincides with that Bible verse. And, you know, the alarm goes off. Okay, I'm going to pray for that one specific thing. Um, You know, if you're a morning person like me, you know, pick a time, 8 a.m. every day. I'm just going to spend 30 minutes in prayer listening to God. If you're a night person, late at night, after your kids go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think you got to be intentional about that if that's not a natural thing for you. Another thing that people can do is, uh, you know, kind of have a prayer accountability partner. Mm. I've known people who maybe once a week they'll call a friend and just spend some time praying with that friend. And that's a way for them to have a focused prayer time, you know, have that accountability and that appointment helps them uh, stay consistent with that. So what do you think? Uh, Well, and I I made a few notes, so I'm going to look down here. Um, One of the first things I said is to remember that prayer is a learned activity. Mm -hmm. And it's good for me to remind myself of that. As the disciples are with Jesus, they ask him, Lord, teach us to pray, which tells me something in a culture that seems like within Judaism, the certain prayers you'd have and, and stuff you'd know that ingrained in the culture. And here they are are these guys asking God, teach me. Mm. So I think it's a good posture for us to come into and say, look, it's a learned activity. And I would say if you're like me, um, anytime I do something for the first time, it's awkward. And it takes me a while. If you ever watch, you know, Reagan, our little girl, when she was trying to learn to walk, what happens to a kid when they're learning to walk? They fall down all the time. 
and it looks goofy. Watch a kid try to eat for the first time by themselves. It's mm-hmm. all over their face. It looks messy. And I, the th- I think the thing that's tough here, Riley, with this, is that especially if you're coming into your faith later or these spiritual practices later in life, as I know for me as an adult, especially going through your, your college years and um, young adulthood, I begin to know more about who I am and what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And honestly, the things that I'm good at, I, I pursue. But the things I don't, I'm not comfortable in, I avoid. And I would imagine for a lot of adults, if you haven't practiced prayer, your first thought is avoid this like the, pl- the plague. Mm-hmm. And understanding this idea, it's learned. And anytime you do it for the first time, it can be very, very awkward and uncomfortable. But the only way you get better is just like you're going to get better at playing the piano. The more you practice, the better it will get, the more natural it will get. Um, I think, can I add something? Yeah, do it to it. I think something important to keep in mind as well is having a positive mindset about prayer. If you think that prayer is a drag, if you think that prayer is boring, mm. if you don't trust that God is going to answer your prayers, then that's definitely going to be something you have yeah. to struggle through. Um I have a mentor who uh, said that when his dad would pray, he would sit in a chair and he would put another chair right across from him Mm. to imagine that God is in the room with him as he's praying. Yeah. And I think that's the understanding that we have to have with our intimacy with God. He's there with us. He's listening to us. Every word we say, he hears it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and having that conversation. I like the image of the empty mm-hmm. chair. It gets my thoughts focused right. there. I know yeah. there's different things. You could look probably online to find some, too. Be smart where you look. But um, different postures, prayer postures, and how that communicates mm-hmm. and helps just get you in the flow and get you ready for it. Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned something, too, Riley, the idea of having a mentor. Uh, the disciples yeah. had Jesus. Yeah. They yeah. went to him. And I would say it'd be wise if you don't. You want to get better at it, you don't know it, find somebody who you would say, I see they've got a spirit-led life. You, you can just tell there's something different about them and start asking them questions. I feel like that's a, mm-hmm. a very easy idea. Other things I would say, keep it simple. Um, you can see in Scripture in the Gospels where they're saying, don't keep babbling like the pagans. Yeah. Don't, and I feel like a lot of people, especially when I see this with students, is I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Rem- how would you talk to your dad? I think if you can go in, go with that empty chair approach, how would I talk to my father? That would help you calm down and say, I don't have to have a formula. Because, again, the formula says genie in a bottle. If I say it this way, then God will do. This, isn't form- this is more of a just a relationship. Keep it simple. Maybe even start with this five-second prayer, and I love the idea. We, we mentioned this. If you watched online, um, I asked the question in, in the chat section for families. Um, what do you do? Prayer tips. What is the best piece of advice you've got? So mm-hmm. while our online service is going, you see in the comment section we're answering this question, and I can remember, I think it was the Winnickies put on there, of the scheduled prayer time. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a, I think it's wise. Building in a habit. Um, think of it like exercising. It's hard to get going, but keeping that scheduled, structured time, having accountability is huge. Um, I think those are all positive, positive things to help. Absolutely. <clears throat> so last question, what should our prayer times look like? Yeah, I, I would say that's, um, that's a great question. Uh, and I would say there's no one-size-fits-all approach to this. It's going to look different for different people. Mm-hmm. Some people want to be out in nature, away from it all. Some people like being in the concrete jungle of a city in the midst of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's individual. Sometimes it's group. So there's no one-size-fits-all. You're going to have to kind of 
play that out for yourself. For mm-hmm. me personally, um, when I approach prayer, I put three things on here. Uh, number one is mindset. Looking at the Lord's Prayer, Riley, I know you mentioned a good a good example to walk through is the Lord's Prayer. Stealing another one of my answers, man. Hey, I'm just trying to jump. I, I want to get there before you do, so it sounds like it's my idea, right? Um, but with the Lord's Prayer, walking through that, the first part of that is a mindset. And it's me understanding and coming to a good understanding of who God is. Mm-hmm. And, and as I'm sitting there and I'm walking through the Lord's Prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name. And I'm starting in that, that the beginning of it, I'm beginning to, to focus, and this is for me, and hopefully it's helpful, but I'm beginning to focus on who God is. And that gets my mind right. And then I have to have especially the ex- expectation of the Holy Spirit, as Scripture tells us that Scripture sometimes it, it speaks when we can't, you know. Um, so looking at those two things, having a good mindset, approaching prayer, I think is huge. But then the next part is the priorities in prayer. And I feel like this is what we skip over because it starts with the Lord's Prayer. It goes to kingdom, kingdom needs, kingdom, God, your kingdom come and your will be done here. So it's kingdom first prayers. And then daily bread prayers, which is this is what I'm concerned, this is what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we skip the first two, and if you're like me, you skip the first two and you go right to the list. God, I need you. I need you. I need, I need you to pay my bills. I need you to take care of my kids. Um, help me, help me, help me. Oh, and please, kingdom, yeah, I'm sure there's missionaries around the world who need help too. You know, like it's making sure, I think, getting the mindset right, who's God, putting the priorities, and then you can see this in Matthew 7. And elsewhere, um, the persistence matters, continually pursuing, pursuing. And you guys know this as parents. Um, being persistent as a kid is asking again and again, it clues you in. Oh, you know what? I, I do want to. So Absolutely, I think that's yeah. good stuff. So I definitely echo what you said. You know, prayer time is going to look different for every mm-hmm. person. Uh, you got to find something that works for you. For me, praying scripture is one of the most helpful things. Um, you know, like the Lord's Prayer, taking it verse by verse and in between verses, you know, just praying for what comes to mind based on what I heard in that verse, going through the Psalms, doing something similar. I mean, there's a Psalm about every topic you can imagine, you know, praising God, asking for things. Um, So, you know, working through those and just praying through those, I think is really helpful, especially if you're a person who struggles to pray and doesn't know what Mm -hmm. to pray. Having some type of guide like a psalm or like the Lord's Prayer is going to be super helpful. Yeah. And to remember, again, that conversation piece, too, is I'm bringing this up and I'm bringing this up to my dad. I'm bringing this up to Mm -hmm. my father who loves me and he's almighty. He's powerful. He's big, too. So I would definitely say praying in different ways can Mm -hmm. be really helpful as well. Um, my mind wanders pretty easily, you know, kind of ideas pop in my head or, you know, if I'm in my house and there's dishes that need to be done, I'm like, man, I can't pray right now. Yeah, dishes. Yeah. Uh, cause I really probably love that too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't like unfinished tasks. So, um, so for me, one thing I do when I have a dedicated prayer time is I actually have a journal and I write all my prayers out. Cause I think that helps me to focus. Um, you know, some people who, you know, like to speak it out loud, obviously that's the way we're most used to it. I think the posture you take in prayer is really important too. I mean, you can prayer walk, you know, walk through your neighborhood, walk on the treadmill and pray if you think that helps you focus. Um, I can remember one time um, I was with a buddy of mine and it was, it was overseas and we were sitting around at the dinner table getting ready to pray and his uh, mother-in-law was going to lead it. And it was a hold hands type of thing, which I wasn't used to that either. 
And they said, you know what, with this one, instead of praying, let's keep our eyes open and do it that way. And it's like, <laughs> this is awkward. Or, you know, yeah. or, or let's sing a hymn, um, which that was actually kind of cool. I that know, one was different. Some people I, like I to, like, you can take a worship song and that can uh-huh. be your prayer if you like music. So, absolutely. And I like what you said, too. The journaling thing, I, for me personally, I've got to be in quiet. I'm easily distracted, and time of day does matter. If I do it um, too early in the morning, then I will fall asleep. Too late in the evening, same idea. But I, I want to get rid of the day. You might fall asleep. Day. I mean, yeah. basically, when it says pray continually, I just keep my eyes closed at all times. You know, like driving, walking, <laughs> taking care of kids. Um, but no, I, I think for me, what I try to do is journaling is good, but I, I think it's like you said, I got all the bunnies all over. Um, so what I have to do is I write down, here's everything that's on my mind. I throw it onto paper, like this is what's going on today or where I've been, and every concern I have, whatever pops in, I write that down. So that's the start of my journal. And then I'll put on little prayer requests. Um, And I like the idea of, and I did this for a season, I haven't done it in a while, but of um, writing out your prayers. And the reason why I like that so much is I can remember a time in my life where I was seeking God's face. I wanted to know, God, where do you want me to go guidance-wise? And as I wrote down those prayers and then went back, I could see how God moved. That was good for me to see because then it makes you want to pray more. So um, having the journaling schedule... And then yeah, making sure there's time within that prayer time to listen, I think, is a, is a good thing, too. Awesome. Love it, man. Anything else come to mind when it comes to prayer? Can you think of one time in your life where the prayer, like, I felt really close to God? What was going on in that, that moment? Oh, man, putting me on the spot. Sorry. I, it was just one of those I'm thinking, like, what, was there a time in your life where um, it felt like, man, me and God were just firing on all cylinders? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a specific moment, but I do have moments when I pray when— you know, I, I just pray something and I feel like I, I can feel the Lord's presence. Mm. You know, my eyes start to tear up and I'm just like, yeah, we're on the same page, God. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's according to his will. Going, yep. That's, yep. that's pretty cool. Um, but I, I, you know what I like about even what you said there is that wasn't every time you've prayed. No. It's no. not every time yep. I go, I've got to have that emotional. I think it's good to hear that. Right, too. right. Yeah. yeah. If, you know, you're not going to try. You're not going to have those experiences. So yeah. it's like Yoda says, do or do not. Uh, you know, there's no try. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. So yeah. if you get nothing else today, make sure you got the Yoda quote. Exactly. Right. Perfect. Yeah. So, well, guys, Yoda, Robbie Zacharias. I mean, I mean really, yeah. it's like the right. same. So. Um, well, guys, thank you again for being with us on Weekday Chat. Um, next week, next, this coming Sunday, we're still doing the clearer vision of, of what is it? It's clearer vision uh, of In the meantime. In the meantime, that's it. Clearer vision in the meantime, and we're looking at transformation in Colossians 3. You would think I would know what I'm talking about, but surprising. Anyways, it was great having you guys today. <laughs> Glad you could be with us. Thanks, thanks Ryan. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Derek. Good, man. Yeah, we'll see man. you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.